0: One, two, three. Yo, yo, yo. Welcome to the Sound Centric Podcast. My name is Sam. I'm Adam Dash. I'm Jordy. And welcome to our very first podcast episode. I hope y'all are doing great. I know we are because we have been planning this for such a long time. Uh, Specifically back in the summer, you know, we've been slowly moving this process along so we can perfect the branding, the marketing, and the mission for the podcast. And if you're not familiar with us, we are students from The Ohio State University who are really passionate about music and wanted to build a community where we can inform y'all on new music that's coming out, particularly in hip-hop, pop, R&B, and alternative Uh, Along with that, I wanted to critique, analyze, and break down albums, form a discussion around them. We also wanted to be a platform for smaller independent artists, you know, and give them the uh, Limelight Because they are talented And they deserve to be Put up there And also to put you On a new music Spicing up your playlist A little bit yeah. And then last but not least We wanted to form discussions On current events And hot topics in the culture And the mu- music industry So we have a lot to offer And if you're listening Right now We really do appreciate Your support Please keep it up We have a lot to talk about Today for this first Podcast episode We're going to be talking About the incident At Astro World, The collaboration album Between Big Sean And Hit Boy, What you expect The collaboration album Between Ransom And Rome Streets uh, Coup de Gras, And the last but not at least a highly anticipated project between Bruno Mars and Anderson Pack, uh, A Night with Silk Sonic, and much more. So stay tuned, and don't forget to like and subscribe. Share your opinions and thoughts in the comment section below. Hit the notification button. We're also on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, and SoundCloud. And follow us on social media at Soundcentric Podcasts on Instagram, Twitter, and and TikTok, and also follow us on our personal accounts. But yeah. well, I guess that's enough for me. I was talking for a while there, but uh, <laughs> if you guys want to say anything at all,
1: um, I just think I just want to mention like how we met. I think it's a cool way that college kids can meet. Um, I was asking my counselor about clubs involved here that involve music, and I found Jordy was the president of the Hip Hop Heads Club, so I joined the group. Me, um, I was like the only kid talking in it. I, was, I, <laughs> just, I, I just kept sharing different songs and. Um, they reached out to me and they said they were going to start a podcast and asked if I wanted to be involved in it. And sure. here we are a couple months later, finally yes getting sir. it started.
0: You know what it is. Jordi, anything you got to say for the people?
2: I'm good for now. All right. Let's, let's, get get it. Let's, get, yep. let's get
1: started. Let's get started. In very sad news, not, the, oh, yeah, the dim, sad, yep. not to uh, dim the mood, mm-hmm. but with the death of a um, pioneer in hip-hop for independent artists, we saw the death of Young Dolph recently. Mm-hmm. Um, someone that I can necessarily say I was a huge um, listener of, but someone I have great appreciation for, especially as someone who's an independent artist and seeing what he's been doing, or and it's just just awful that this keeps happening in hip hop.
0: Yeah, it really is. I'm um, especially seeing what happened to Nipsey again in his own community, and I heard he was helping out too, and that's um, when the incident occurred. Um, again, yeah. I, same as you, Adam. I wasn't um, necessarily a huge fan of Young Dog, but I still, um, it's still a tragedy in the hip hop community.
2: Yeah definitely was and yeah. yeah i did listen to some of his stuff yeah, and, fan. yeah fan. not, not oh, yeah. a fan but yeah he had he had some bangers
1: um and then we just saw the death of a huge person who had a huge impact on hip-hop virgil abloh um just passed away from cancer um someone that even i'm um, learning more and more about the impact he had on hip-hop um we were talking about before how he uh was the art director for kanye's recent album donda but he's also been I mean, it wasn't just about making album covers, but he's been involved in that for so long. I think I saw he made the true cover for 2 Chains, which would have been like mm-hmm. 2012 or like even past then. But um, just an awful loss in the industry of someone who is such a creative and such a big uh, supporter of small artists and big artists and helping them create the masterpieces they've made. Yeah, yeah,
0: this one really hurt for me because Virgil is Ghanian, and if you don't know, I am Ghanian. Um, so just seeing someone from the uh, from Ghana and, again, a black man um, working with Kanye, also being artistic director for Louis Vuitton, um, that's, that's incredible. And the impact he had in terms of fashion and the where that was going now, models were wearing that. And also, again, like you said, the albums as well with Kanye, Love is Rage 2, um, and plenty more albums, like, as well as West Side Gun's album Pray for Paris. So this one really hurt. This one really hurt.
2: Yeah, I didn't know he did the Rocky cover too. Yeah, the um, I think his first mixtape, right? A long last yeah, yeah. ASAP, or it, uh, yeah, yeah, that yeah. one, yep. long live there ASAP. A bomb ASAP. ASAP. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah.
0: been involved in a crap ton. So again, this one is really, really hurtful. He's a goat. Mm-hmm. Like, no other way to say it.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I saw people talking, or at least me and my roommate, about how like the prices are going up on off-white shoes and stuff. Yeah. Just because he passed away, and I mean. Like, there's people who say that's disrespectful, but at the same time, it's expected. Like, they're already all all this stuff is super limited already. Like, it's just going to be more limited just because he's not going to be making more stuff.
1: Yeah. I mean, you don't want to see people taking advantage of the death of him. But, I mean, that's, like, only natural for that to happen. But um, it's just awful. And I feel bad for these artists who really had a close personal relationship with him. People like Frank Ocean, uh, Kanye West. Um, Just another awful loss in hip-hop just something that the uh, culture in general culture yeah, of course and then in another kind of fucked up news we've been seeing rico nasty and how she's been affected by um she's the opening act right now on playboy playboy cardi's tour um there was reports that she was getting like booed off stage um the fans were throwing water bottles at her and stuff like that and it's like the same type of fan base that's kind of similar to the travis scott fan base that's kind of going to a concert looking for trouble maybe trying to hurt each other like there's a place in time the mosh pit can be a very fun thing to do but these fans kind of take it to another level and now they're disrespecting someone that clearly Cardi's a fan of and like it's fucked up that Cardi hasn't really made a statement about like if you come to my show you support my opening act I didn't even think about that like he could easily solve it yeah like tweet or say before like have someone say before your show or come out or if you see your fans are booing them like say some shit before your thing like you don't disrespect my opening act this is someone I'm a fan of like Especially like, it's just fucked up. This is for the Playboy
0: Cardi concert, correct? Yeah. It's It's funny you said that because he came to Ohio State, right? And he had some openers um, come in. And the way we—I mean, not me—I don't know—I wasn't part of the we, but um, the people were trashing yeah. the, the the early openers, Did especially this girl. Yeah, they were trashing her. Literally, the lady right before played Cardi... Get the get you know get the fuck out the stage. Blah blah, this you <laughs> suck. Yeah. Go kill yourself. It was insane. So, uh, again, that tweet you were talking about that we saw earlier yeah. regarding her and um, her mental health and mental health and suicide um, situation like that it was really delicate and it's something that we don't want to see at all for any art, especially yeah. an artist as talented as Rico Na- uh, Rico Nasty. So. Yeah, um, big up to her, and also we need to stop that that nonsense yeah. happening in and concerts.
1: It reminds me of this um famous story at a Nirvana concert that, um they were there's a female band per- that was the opening act for Nirvana. They were getting booed off stage, so in response, Nirvana played like only like deep tracks off their albums, and they um they were teasing like "Smells Like Teen Spirit" for like, mm-hmm. ten minutes, and never played the song, and that was like Kurt Cobain's like "Fuck you to the crowd," like you don't boo my opening act off stage, like then yeah. you're not getting the show you want. So like, keep doing that. And then I've seen other videos say like, I saw a video of SZA grabbing water bottles. This guy kind of more in response to the World, which will, we can kind of add this to this conversation. Mm, yep. But SZA like passing out water bottles because she just wants to make sure every fan feels safe. I saw Isaiah Rashad says, we have three rules in every show. And was like, we respect, um, we respect each other. We're here to have a good time. And, like, it's going to be something we're going to see in the industry that these artists want to make sure their fans are safe while... Um, coming to the shows and spending their money to see these yeah. artists perform—it's
0: definitely something that I think will be implemented, especially after the Ash Road insti- incident. Um, I definitely think things are going to change from now on. I think that was really eye opener for a lot of people.
2: I yeah. want to say something about the Cardi thing. Like, mm-hmm. I feel if he just said anything, like they would listen to him, just because his yeah. fan base is exactly. so dedicated.
1: Literally anything. Like, it's—he yeah. hasn't said one word, and I guess like, yeah, hey, I don't think he said anything at his concerts. I know he hasn't said anything on social media, um, and it's just fucked up. And kind of like there's been a lot of deaths of young kids at the Asher concert Concerts so we might see some restrictions on age restrictions for concerts which is interesting to see like might be 18 plus. I
0: remember in high school I doubt um, that don't happen, but um, yeah. I think yeah. it should after those deaths I mean again a nine year old boy young. a high school and a, a college student I mean it was ridiculous. And it sucks.
1: I remember being from the suburbs of Philadelphia I remember going to concerts alone to like the artists I love and that was such a like important thing for me to do as a 16 year old. I mean I'm Lucky I'm tall, so I've never like really felt that much danger. But I've definitely been pushed up against the front gate where I'm like pushing back. I'm like, if I was like a short, like this, is like, this could be very dangerous. Yeah, like, a real problem. Because you're getting really hit. And especially these concerts like Astroworld where the fans are very into like mosh pitting, it can be so dangerous.
0: Yeah. Um, rest in peace to those who passed away at the Astroworld concert. Yeah. And also hopefully you see a change for you know, future concerts.
1: Um, and more positive news. We have some singles coming out from some artists that we love. Someone that is my favorite artist right now, Smino, um, dropped the song, I Deserve, featuring NOS. Um, I love this man. I think he's an alien of the flows he picks. He can go from rapping to quickly singing. I think every chorus is catchy, and I love this single. I've been playing it on repeat. And he tweeted, I think, a couple days ago that um, he might be dropping something soon for the Christmas season. So yeah, what do you guys think about the song?
0: Hopefully it does. It was a great song. And honestly, um, Smino's a great singer. Yeah. I really didn't kind of really realize that, but he is, has a fantastic voice. Um, the song was really great. I like the content of the song, what he was talking about. And honestly, a catchy chorus. Um, Nose um, did a great yeah. job as well at the end feature with the bridge, but I really yeah. enjoyed it. What do you think?
2: Yeah, I thought it was good. I don't know if I would go back to it that much, but, yeah. It's definitely on it. my repeat. Yeah.
0: Yeah.
1: And kind of in relation to the kind of the concert conversation, but in a different form, but I watch Smita's live concert all the time on YouTube, and I love he brings a band on stage. So, like, there's always this thing. If if I listen to your music on Apple Music, I don't want to come to the concert and hear your background track of you rapping. Like, I can listen to that on Apple Music. So Smita, <laughs> like, he's he changes it up with the band, like, We'll do a different melody in a song, and I really appreciate that as as a a fan of music. Yeah, someone that can change it up like that. Um, I just I got high expectations for this. He hasn't dropped an album since um, Noir in Mm -hmm. 2018, and his um, fellow, one of his best friends in music, Saba, coming out with his first album since 2018, which I'm a huge fan of Saba. Really? Yeah, 2018. Yeah, it was I Care
0: for Me. Um, that was a big, big album. A lot of people yeah. were talking about that. Very creative album of the year. So this, I have high expectations for this next album yeah. project.
1: So so far he's dropped um, Fearmonger and Stop That as the two singles, two drastically different singles. Um, Fearmonger was definitely a big step away from like his more dark music that was on Care for Me. It's uh, the guitar is very happy. Um, it's almost like that, tropical. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, the weirdness of it is something I really appreciated. I can you can you like when an artist changes, and we'll talk about Amine in future episodes, but, like, the way he's able to change his style, but still, like, him. I really appreciate that. And then Stop That was more of a darker tone. Can't say that was my favorite Saba track I've ever heard. But um Fearmonger definitely has me excited for this album. But what do you guys think about these two?
0: Listen, I know I don't know how Joy feels. It seemed like he didn't like the first track that released, Fearmonger. Yeah. But I love this track. It was just something different. You like it? Yeah. was something really refreshing. Yeah, it was different. Okay, I understand maybe his flow when he first started his verse may have been, okay, where's he going with this? But like the chorus um with Duade, um, and they killed that chorus. And like that chorus yeah. really gave me to Pimple Butterfly yes. vibes with the jazz incorporation and yeah. everything. And again, it was refreshing and different. For Stop That, at least, I enjoyed it. And it bumps. Uh, I didn't think it was better than the first one. But obviously, if you wanted to get into that trap, um, current trendy sound element, that's awesome. And I enjoyed that, too. So I'm really excited for this. Joey, you got something to say. I, yeah. smiling. <laughs>
2: I thought Fearmonger was decent until The Hook. Right? You the didn't hook, like The Hook? No, nah, The Hook was just too weird for me.
1: Really, I, I I appreciate like the musicality as you said, like the jazziness of it. Mm-hmm. That's something I've been trying to listen to more as someone who like grew up in the very uh, rappy rappy, like si- fill a lot of syllables in a verse. Like, <laughs> um, like I appreciate now more the musicality of what goes in behind and what instruments they're choosing, yep. and I like the jazz inspired vibe of this one. Mm-hmm. And then we've got a new Freddie Gibbs single, "Black Illuminati," featuring Jada Kiss. I've loved for one seeing Jadakiss coming back ever since this um, versus battle. Oh my seeing god! Seeing him gun the Kanye album and
0: yo, we really got to talk about that versus just in yeah. the fact that he killed that shit. He really did.
1: Dude, that that song. I mean, I fucking love the song. I want it's, like, it's like a typical Freddie Gibbs song, not in any bad way. I loved it. Um, the bars from both of them are. You, just, you know exactly what you're going to get when it's a Freddie Gibbs Jadakiss song, just bar for bar, just barring each other out.
0: It was awesome. I love the beat. I love the song. And I'm geeked for this next project. I yeah, mean, I think it's called SSS. SSS, out what they were talking about. And honestly, along with the um, features they're talking about, I mean, producers for this next project, Pharrell, Mad Lib, Alchemist, Hit Boy, uh, Michael Made It, Sven Thomas, and then Working on Dying, which is a group of five producers. But yeah. this is about to be a big, a big upcoming project. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully drops it before 2022. Oh, Jordi, what do you think about the single?
2: I thought it was good, but you said something about the beat. That yeah. was it. Was kind of lackluster. Yeah. Yeah, I, I was kind of feeling yeah. that too. I thought it was a minimalistic, you know, beat. So we yeah, just yeah. can hop on I it. I mean,
1: especially like with that producer list, I definitely was expecting like some sample like heavy stuff. But yeah. he is one that can change his style. He has the album um, with, um, fuck, why am I forgetting his name? Oh, Kenny Beats. That's more trap inspired and like he can do the. He can literally ride any type of beat. He's just like a god at rapping. Um, <clears throat> but I was watching an interview with him. And he was said, like you're going ex- like don't expect like the normal rappers on this album. Like he's he was working with Sway Lee and Lil Yachty in the studio one day. So I respect an artist that's able to um, branch out and bring these different artists to maybe his world, or maybe he's stepping into their world yeah. in the way they rap. Um, but I'm excited to see what features he brings in this album same
0: here because again he has been on point with Bandana um, from um, Piñata as well as um, the one with Alchemist uh, Alfredo so he needs to be placed up there with the Kendricks to me and
2: Cole's, as of right now because he's been I think
1: think he's the number he's the number one rapper right now do
2: you think he'll get any mainstream appeal especially with these like New I th- Chinese rappers, Chinese. Chinese. Yeah, I think, to, yeah. I think
1: he has the ability to make like a heart like it's never going to be something that's played on the radio, just because it's not going to be like a friendly tone to the music. <laughs> but um, I definitely but you never know. I think he can get a featured artist who's maybe more chorus driven to get like a catchier or more like popular, not popularizing like the beat sound, but just something more mm. able to be embraced yeah. by like maybe like the just people. Yeah, it might be hard, especially
2: now because like all the TikTok songs blowing up. Like, yeah. yeah. But Ferdie, again, Ferdie he just got nominated for a Grammy, TikTok so I, I, he's getting there.
1: Yeah, but I don't think he gives a fuck. <laughs> oh, <probably> not, <laughs> like, no. he knows exactly what he's doing, what lane he's driving in. um And I like this whole wave of artists pairing up with producers. I mean, obviously, he's not doing this on SSS, but I like this wave. I think that you can get a more um, cohesive album out of it. Definitely. I, and then, in the interview, I'm not sure it was with. Freddie Gibbs or Alchemist But they were talking about How like They wanted to give Like a mafia feel To Alfredo And like It's very cinematic And you could Like after hearing That interview Then re-listening Like I can see What they meant Like it really Is very cohesive And it all goes together Yeah I'm geeked I'm so hyped for it (laughs) Yeah Freddie dropped that shit (laughs) (laughs) Um, So our first Our first album We wanted to discuss today Was another collaboration Between rapper and producer We have Big Sean and Hit Boy.
0: Yes, uh, sir. I'm real excited. I'm real, real excited. I was real excited when I heard this because again, he came back from Detroit too to drop something else again. Yeah. Um, and I'm a huge Sean fan. Always have, always <laughs> been, and always will. Um, for this, when I put this in. Um, first off, his performance is absolutely fantastic. I mean, his vocal tracks are all over the place, and he is really just being present, and he's being braggadocious, talking as shit as he deserves. What you expect. <laughs> he's the boy, and he needs to be placed, you know, yeah. amongst the Coles and Freddies and all of that. When I first heard Chaos, um, I played that song back like five times at least. It's because it was so, so good, and he was just flowing like crazy. Um, for into it, "Into it," you heard that little nice snippet to why that project was called What You Expect, and that B-switch at the end, fantastic. Uh, the One, um, probably my favorite song off this project, same. Um, that, that beat, man. Oh, love my that God. Um, a little to a fault. I love those Big Sean hits. They're probably one of my favorite songs of the year, honestly. One of on that list. And then uh, What a Life, again, um, Spinning Bars. The only song I didn't like from this was Offense. I'm not really a big yeah. fan of the whole Detroit sound, particularly, so I'm a little bit biased. But apart yeah. from that, this project has high replay value for me, and it's just fantastic.
1: Yeah. Something I'll get into with probably like every album we listen to, but something I liked about this... Six songs, 19 minutes. Mm-hmm. Such an easy listen. Um, I live off campus, walk to class 15 minutes, already, already listened to the whole album on a Friday morning, right <laughs> now jobs. Like it's perfect. Um, I think Sean came in with a very cocky, like good cockiness on this yeah. album. Like As K-O- he should. I, I wrote down my notes, but Chaos sounded like a celebration at first. Yep. Like when he's coming in. Um I really like the one it came in with like the Pharrell, like didn't 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 then it started. Um I did not like Loyal to a Fault. I liked wow. Sean and I liked Bryson on it, but Lil Durk I thought was awful on the song. I thought I thought when he came in, <sighs> I tragic. thought I thought when he came in on it, and he sounded awkward. And I'm not a um, Durk hater or lover. I like the features he's done for the Drake songs, like in the Bible verse, amazing. I like his sh- shots at his girlfriend on that. <laughs> the verse, um, he said Drake songs to a billion streams. I'm just promoting your shit. I love that, <laughs> but this song I find the song I did not enjoy. Damn, um, but. In um, contrast, Offense, I kind of like appreciate the accents like of different parts of America. Mm-hmm. And like I like 42 Doug's and Babyface's voice. Um, I don't know much about 42 Doug, but I saw him oh. on the Tyler Project. Yeah. And at first, didn't like that verse. But like now, I really like it. Because I like how Tyler's one of those guys that can bring someone onto his album. He brought NBA Youngboy on his album. And that could be a verse of the year. Like, yeah,
2: could have. They have another song together, um, them three, uh, with Hit Boy, too. Call it ain't my fault. It was a single. Is it good? It's pretty good. Better than the one they put on the, really the EP. Yeah. yeah. Um,
1: and I thought like I mean, it's an comp. Accompli- I guess I'll say this more. I don't know how to explain this, but the song "What a Life" it gave me such a Jack Harlow vibe. Mm-hmm. But I think more like Jack Harlow reminds me of Big Sean, and Big Sean reminds me of Jack Harlow. If that okay. makes sense. Fair enough. But like their flow and the way they talk and their subject matter, I think is very similar in this one. But I mean that in a good way because I'm a Jack Harlow fan. Yeah. Since I'm high school, I've really liked him. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I thought this album was dope. It's not like my favorite album ever, um, but good beats. I like very cohesive sounding too. I thought Sean did a good job. He did his thing on this.
0: Yeah, like again, this had a lot of replay value for me. Um, I've been bumping this since it came out and nonstop. So kudos to Sean. For me, that's around like, I'll say like an eight for me, a light eight.
1: Right, he was getting hate for the halftime show. People like love hating on Big Sean. I don't get it. What happened? He was getting hate because he performed the halftime show at the uh, Detroit Lions game. And people are like, I had to watch like the Lions lose. And, det- and then well, they the always chorus. lose. They definitely always lose. They're they're, they're
0: losing. They're, oh, yeah. They're, oh,
1: yeah. I feel bad for Sean. Like mm-hmm. he gets a lot of hate because he does have lines where it's like, was a little corny. Not the best line because he, he's trying to be clever. He's yeah. a big like punchline guy. But um, I love Sean and he has yeah. so many albums that are so great that people like forget how great they were. Like Dark Sky Paradise mm-hmm. is such a good album. Yeah. Like every track on that album.
2: Definitely underrated.
1: You're you're a Sean hater. I'm not a Sean <laughs> hater.
2: I'm not a big Sean <laughs> hater. Okay, <laughs> I just, I just don't fuck with him like you guys do.
0: Yeah, <laughs> I just love him as a person mostly. Again, I like his raps, but I love Sean so much, and I've been following since the days he dropped Guap and Ass and all of that. So yeah,
2: I yeah. definitely did used to like him a lot, like especially Dark Sky Paradise. But yeah. I think his style kind of, not his style, but like I don't know, just the way he raps kind of grew off me. Understandable.
1: I get that. Um, I really like Detroit. Um, too. Last year was a big album for me. Um, that was a long album, though. That was definitely a yeah, yeah. It was long. With the long albums, like you're giving room for filler on the album. Mm-hmm. But this was like he must have made these six songs, and I'm sure there was more he made. And he was like, these are the six best. So these yep. are the six I'm going with.
0: For sure, kudos so, to Sean, man. Yeah. We love you, man. Shout
1: out, Sean. Um, then another album we will talk about today. Uh, forgive me pronouncing the name title wrong. Coupe de Grace, Ransom Ooh. and Rome Street. Out French, bro. Oh, de yeah, <laughs> yeah it be French here. Yeah, I'm not built like that. <laughs> but um <laughs> Um, I love these two men. If you're into um the Griselda wave, the Freddie Gibbs wave into this um very like kind of nineties hip hop wave, these are the two men you should be listening to. Um Rome's coming out of New York, he's signed to uh I think he signed a Griselda or he signed a West Side Gun. Mm-hmm. And then we have Ransom coming out of New Jersey. And he's a group with 38 Special and Chain oh. Noir, who is featured on this album. Yeah. Amazing song. And this, like these two, it's just like two top tier leaders that's coming together at a great time when hip hop needed them. And I thought they delivered perfectly on this album.
0: 100% delivered. And if you don't know what coup de grace means, basically it's the final blow you I give someone before they die. So it's I like the, you're giving them mercy and you kill them with yeah, one yeah. strike. Mm. That's what this album is all about. Um, you know, It reminds it's me of like, like 90s cool G rap Nas, street tales um, yeah. about drugs and crime. And it was absolutely fantastic. Their performance and lyricism. I mean, they're masters of the multi-syllable rhymes. Yeah. Hearing, absolutely the, hearing the meaning
1: it. of the title makes me appreciate it more, too. Oh, yeah. That's a, that's a nasty title, though. It
0: is. And for them, at least, um, along with the content, Content, man. They, I mean they absolutely killed it Starting off with no remorse Saying you know It's gonna get dark Y'all yeah. better get ready And it's a trendsetter and That, for the that song sounds
1: like a movie When it starts Like it oh, sounds yeah. like You're starting a film
0: Oh yeah And that's one of my Favorite's off the track too um, Going into all I know Talking about all I know About the street life um, Rooftop sermons I mean just again That biblical reference But obviously The movement of drugs At the same time The story of Claude Dean Absolutely fantastic. The fact yeah. that he was talking about how there's a girl and what'd you say? What was the lyric again about the prom oh, I think um, Prom Queen to uh, new theme?
1: I seen her girl from college student the prostitution. Yeah,
0: and the fact yeah. that one of the characters gave her um, morphine and then she became addicted and then she ended up dying at the end. I mean, that's some that's some that's some crazy storytelling. And Shay Noir, who does a great job portraying Claudine in the story, yeah. one of the best female rappers out right now. I loved her addition in that. And then, um, again, including The Wire, if you don't know The Wire, is, an HBO show as a skit for Farewell. Again, plays into that dark and grittiness of the album. And then for Pray for the Week, um, the, f- the feature with the game, I love the game. Killed fantastic. It. One of the best songs of the year, to my opinion, rap, at least. Um, Silent Murders definitely reminded me of Nas' Silent Murders. Um, and again, they're keeping it up, keeping that um, topic and theme going throughout the project. But yeah, and then along with Bandoleros, yeah. um, with those features with Lou and Tyrant. Yeah.
1: Um, they they killed this project. I every single song and like they're not known for their choruses and they're not making they're not trying to make catchy choruses. Yeah. But I thought on this project they made some really cool ones. Um, I like Silent Murders and like shh yeah and like it just like kind of eerie and that feel they give you. Um, Pray for the Week was definitely the correct choice as the single for this album. Like just something about it gives you that feel out of all the songs. And it, the game, not necessarily a huge game fan, but he says. Um, I wish you well, but at the same time, I wish you would. Mm. Which isn't the craziest line, but excuse me, that stank face, like that oh, yeah. turn of phrase. Um, some lines also I love in this album. Jet fuel is probably my favorite track. Great song. Um, uh, Rome says, or no, Ransom says, "My style, my style. You're gonna jack and I leave you stiff as a coat rack." Um, then Bandoleras, I, I don't know which guy said this, but we Blue. all. We all enjoyed this first time. He says, oh, uh, the Pierre Bourne. "Brought the in the plane, yeah, the Pierre Bourne, and I'm a playboy. Where the Pierre Bourne, fucking onlyfans bitch, and delete their porn." Yeah, that,
0: that was that was quite a lot. Yeah, <laughs> that was so funny. Bro, these
1: these guys are like, I don't like. Ransom has like the best voice ever, and Rome has just, or and they both have the fucking best voices, and yeah. like. Every bar they spit is just clever. Every flow, I f- there's
0: one song that specifically had amazing flow. Dark was it dark for me? It was um dark love. Dark love. Was- ransom when he came yeah. in that second part, it was really a, a triplet flow, very slow. But oh my god, if you saw me in the car bumping my head, you probably thought I was a madman, yeah, exactly. like it was so good.
1: Oh yeah, I wrote ransom, cool, amazing flow. You said um homies will plan for defeat because they won't go train for the mission. He's like spits gems too. Like it's not always just like some punchline rap. Like he in yeah. truth. This is definitely yeah.
0: one of the best rap projects for me. If you're looking for real raw hip hop lyrics, this is the project with fantastic production as well. Great job from 38 Special and Coach um, Bombay, who executive produced this, all part of the BSF yeah. Black Soprano family, along with Griselda. So this was fantastic and I really enjoyed it. Definitely
2: for me like a decent eight. Yeah, and even for me, like I don't really listen to lyrical rap as much as you guys do, but I really enjoyed this project.
1: Yeah. Um, do you have a favorite on this one, do you think?
2: Uh Claudine and Bandalares, I think. Yeah. Those two.
1: Claudine's one you gotta like replay because it's such an in-depth story that like it's so perfectly told but you have to be it's like literally watching a movie or listening to an audiobook being yeah. played
0: what are your favorites adam um
1: i loved uh jet fuel silent murders pray for the week i'm trying to see if i can find like a line that i really loved on this one yeah i liked uh i think this was um rome who said this but told the homie to watch his step but then he fell victim mm. like mm, that's a, that's a, mm. <laughs> desert. yeah you go sorry I was like, there's like certain things that like people who aren't into this type of music don't understand like what gives you a stank face and like I don't even know how to sometimes put into words what makes me do it because yeah. I'll show my friend and he's like yeah that was a clever line But so when I'm listening to it I'm like Jesus Christ like crazy, you guys are man. built different and then to the artists I'm not sure about these two but the artists who don't write down their shit like if you're Jay-Z or like Lil Wayne or these people who just like yeah. spit or how the fuck do you how do you,
0: how do, you do that talent man it's pure talent
1: that's crazy
0: Man, my favorite tracks from this, at least, were No Remorse, uh, Rooftop Sermons, uh, Pray for the Weak, Silent Murders, and Dark Love. And Jet Fuel. Jet Fuel's yeah.
1: great. Oh, um, Ransom also said on Silent Murders, you concern what we will wear, but homie, we aware. <clears throat> and like, hmm.
0: These guys are crazy, man. If you have not yeah. listened, go, go hear some real bars. Um, and again, bars. also bars, <laughs> <Real rap. laughs> bars, 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 but again, um, just the fact that I know you were talking about this earlier, the fact that people are saying, uh, maybe lyrical rap may be dying or New York, or New York yeah. rap is dying. Um, but these are, they're from, are they from New York?
1: Yeah. Our, Jersey. Um, Ro, Rome's from New York and Ransom's from New Jersey.
0: Yeah. But basically these what guys, up, again, <laughs> um, these guys are, are pushing that, are pushing that content out there. Yeah. So go, go take a listen.
1: Yeah. I was watching an interview just to quickly summarize this, but, um, it was an interview with Rome, and he was discussing how these radio DJs like Ebro are saying, like, where's that New York rap? Like, it's dead. But it's like, there's, it's not true. There's so many artists yeah. that are still bringing that old style back, yep. especially from New York. Just gotta sure. keep,
0: you just got to look for it. Got to look for it, man. Keep it looking.
1: Um, our next album we're going to review. I an anticipated, man. An album I went into with the highest of expectations. I have been saying it was going to be the album of the decade. That's how much <laughs> I love these two men. I'm not sure it's going to reach that, <laughs> that um, expectation. <laughs> but... A Night with Silk Sonic, Bruno Mars, Anderson Pack, who is one of my favorite artists ever. Mm-hmm. Um, this album is fucking great. From song to song, short, which I loved. Um, nine songs, no filler, just beautiful tracks. And they captured that vibe of the 70s that they were going to. They had Bootsy Collins narrating it. Oh, yes. But I love this one. What
0: do you guys think?
2: Yeah, what do you think? You can go. It was good. But I think I said earlier something about how, like they kept a consistent sound, which, like, you're supposed yeah, to do yeah. on an album, but, like, they didn't switch it up enough uh-huh. to, like, keep it more interesting, if that makes sense. No, I, get I get that. just saying, um, definitely for me, again, I'll get
0: more <clears throat> into it, but, again, this project was fantastic and leading toward Jordy was saying, the only thing I can pick from this is just more so this isn't, not saying it's not original, but it really isn't the most original. Cause again, like Curtis Mayfield, Isley Brothers, Earth Wind and Fire, Prince, yeah. they're really picking up a lot of those sounds from <clears throat> them, and that's '70s funkadelic, um, and jazz and disco type sounds. But for this project, at least, my biggest concern was Anderson Pack and Bruno how they mesh together, uh-huh. in their chemistry. But. Amazing. they were absolutely fantastic I and, watched interviews yeah. with
1: them they were just so funny together Like so they're, they're funny. truly like you can tell they're actually friends
0: yeah they really are and with this at least I'm happy that Bruno allowed Anderson to express himself because if you notice in the songs it was kind of Anderson who started off with the verse he was kind yeah. of starting the song off and then Bruno would rap it with the melody and bridge and uh-huh. he would follow that formula throughout and Anderson he was hilarious on this this bitch yeah. got me you know what I mean <laughs> and yeah, he's expressing himself so many memes and he's just being himself and I'm really yeah. happy be game the space to do that
1: um, also in response to what Jordy was saying about like not switching it up enough I saw someone post on Twitter it was um, um, Smoking Out the Window with Freddie Gibbs on it like on the beat and like it fit perfectly and that's when I was like oh like maybe they could have used a rap feature to kind of like spice it up a bit. to kind of like combine like this generation with the 70s vibe they were going to especially with like a funny song like Smoking Out the Window where it's like tongue in cheek the lyrics um, someone like Freddie Gibbs could have been hilarious because Freddie's like it's just a fucking <laughs> hilarious ass guy. Um but songs I loved on this smoking out the wind the three singles first were the not necessarily my three favorite mm. but were definitely the correct choice for the three singles. For sure. Um leave the door open, then skate, all released within like they're all released like 6 months after each other so it's weird to have like different memories with each song It took
0: a lot of time with this like, I feel like if they dropped it earlier like in yeah. the summer I feel like it would have been more appreciated yeah honestly. cause they
1: didn't the sales weren't like crazy with it Yeah, but like Leave the Door Open is like second semester song to me Skate's a summer song to yeah. me and now um, Smoking at the Windows is gonna be my first semester this year's song um, but I loved it I love Fly as me I loved um Put on a smile. You can catch me walking down High Street, going singing that shit. <laughs> put
0: on a smile.
1: Put on a smile. The
0: pain, bro. who, who,
1: yeah. who hurt you like that? Right. Um, I like when it, Anderson just like has these funny <laughs> lyrics. He just he said, um, if I can turn back the. Like, if I can turn back the ticks on my Rolie, you know yeah. I would. And he's just hilarious.
0: Man, I remember the, the biggest one, the meme where we fell on the floor. Like, yeah. girl, I hope you find what you need, but I hope you're traveling ass walking barefoot yeah. in these streets. <laughs> I said, damn, man. Yeah. And it was just honestly hilarious all around. And oh, the, yeah,
1: They've been posting um, live performances for almost every song because they've been going like this whole yeah. award show um, tour. And the one for Smoking Out the Window, me and my friend Jake are obsessed with it. I showed everyone in my family that video. <laughs> Their performance similar to the Smino, you know, where they change up the melodies on mm-hmm. it. And I saw in an interview, they were saying they were scared that they'd be able to hit the notes they were hitting because, like, mm. Anderson Pack was saying, like, he stopped smoking cigarettes yeah. during this so he could hit certain notes. Oh, that's
0: actually hilarious. But, wow. like,
1: I thought that performance of Smoking Out the Window, I'm not sure which show it was, but it was so good. And um, Anderson Pack in the middle of it goes... Um, like she been hanging with the island boys, <laughs> and I thought that was hilarious. I thought that was hilarious, but um, these two men, I need to see them on tour.
2: Hopefully, Anderson Pack starts to get his flowers. Yeah. More oh yeah, than, and definitely gets placed yeah, in the mainstream yeah. somewhere. Yeah, because I feel like people don't know who Silk Sonic is. Like yeah. I've talked to like a bunch of friends and. I mentioned Silksonic, they'll be like, who's that? Right? They're just concerned yeah. Bruno first. Like so I thought, Bruno yeah. First, yeah.
1: I like was on, I thought everyone was expecting it, like I was expecting it, so I'm like, "Yeah, Yo, like you bumped the new Six Sonic album, yeah, and they're like, <laughs> I'm like, Bruno Mars and Anderson Pack, and they're like, oh no, yeah, yeah. Leave the
2: door open, and then yeah, yeah. they'll Oh, know. yeah, yeah, TikTok, um, yeah, whatever.
1: But Anderson, uh, I've seen him live, he plays the drums, li- like what a performer. Talented man. Um, Malibu, his album with um, Knowledge, No Worries is, so hard to say what to pick my favorite album ever is, but it might be my favorite album ever. Damn. Um, his voice is just something special, and him and Bruno, they sound alike, but they sound ju- like I can recognize the difference between the two, and they both like complement each other so well. And I like that on certain songs they trade off on who does the chorus, and yep. so I think it was smoking at the window. Anderson Pack does the first chorus, and then Bruno does it the second one, and I think it's just a dope concept.
0: And Bruno killed it, man, with his singing voice. He was reaching some crazy high melody, um, and hitting high notes. And he's just an OG. And I'm really excited to hear from him again because 24 Karat Magic was a while ago. Yeah. So hear from him again was fantastic. And on this project, my favorite tracks were Leave the Door Open. Uh, "Flies Me was dope, really dope. But again, it was honestly similar to Curtis Mayfield's uh, Superfly. So again, uh-huh. that original- originality aspect is put into question. Uh, after Last Night, Thundercat. Yeah, if comes. you want to make some jazz, you call Thundercat. <laughs> that that guitar bass, solo, one, that bass, absolutely fantastic. Yeah. And I wanted to hear more of that. Um, like when it comes to tracks like 777, seven, seven, it's a good track, but it's just too uppy, uppy fun. You know what I mean? I, mean, I, yeah. I love those thematic ones about the woman. Put on a smile, you know? Yeah.
1: Well, What's cool. And before put on a smile, the narrator Bootsy Collins says mm-hmm. like, now tell him how you really feel Yeah. because he was being cocky before, mm-hmm. but now it's like, at, you'd be like you're putting on a show, but now tell her how
0: you've really been acting. Those really... smell things add so much to this, you know. Yeah. But apart from that, this project I thought was absolutely fantastic. One of my favorites of the year. Uh like a light nine for me. Again, the only thing holding it back is just that like originally the originality aspect and yeah. then the fact I don't know, if fact like something is missing, I don't know what it could be, but from making it be that top tier project for me.
1: I think a sick uh, a sick rap verse could have been like what added it. I really Freddy. think Fr- I think Freddie could have been the guy. I just think he would have been really funny and yeah, I think he would have killed it.
2: Kendrick maybe even.
1: Yeah. I mean obviously Kendrick yeah. would fit so perfectly on this. Um, what were your favorite tracks, Jordy? Uh
2: I think Skate, um, the smile was one. Amazing. Yeah. And seven, seven, seven.
1: Seven, seven, seven. Um
0: Lucky that was my only <laughs> I liked it, but it was my least favorite track yeah. on the project. Really? Yeah. And Blast Off was a great way to make the outro and yeah. send it off.
1: I think, they, I think I was seeing an interview. I think they made like Blast Off first or second. Like they knew really? they wanted to end it with a
0: song called Blast Off. So Leave the Door Open was first and then Blast Off? Maybe. Something like that.
1: I suggest watching the interview, I think, which was Zane Lowe and Apple yeah, Music. Yeah, they're great but friends.
0: Uh, it was really cool to see. Yeah, honestly, they're,
1: they're hilarious together. together. But um, yeah, this is definitely rounding out to be one of my favorite albums of the
0: year. For sure. What about you, Jordy? Top? Top 10, maybe? I, we'll take it we'll take it hey kudos to Silk Sonic again we've been waiting for this album we finally got it but that's everything that we have today again if you're new to this channel don't forget to like and subscribe hit the notification button comment find us on other platforms as well because we have a diverse range Um, We're on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, all that good stuff. We're also on social media. Again, Soundcentric Podcasts, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. And follow us on our personal accounts. Find us, follow, and, you know, show the support. Thanks, guys. We appreciate it. Thanks for tuning in, guys. And we are out.